Hey everyone, my name's Caitlin, and my favorite thing about going to the movies is the popcorn. Oh, I actually have a note about the popcorn uh, in the in the script today. Fuck it's very me interesting. up with that popcorn. Yeah, yeah, the smell alone, right? Uh huh. Like, oh, all of it together. Um, and I'm I'm Zach. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Typically, popcorn comes after dinner too. Like you go to a nice dinner, then you go to the movies, and even if I'm full, you step into that theater and you smell it, and you're like, "Yep." I'm going to make myself Ugh. physically ill with eating this popcorn. Ugh. You are just like setting us up so Great. perfect with the dinner and a movie, the case the study. I mean, I'm your oh case study. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you are just setting us up so perfect. Uh, and, and I'm Zach. And uh, I used to be called the blockbuster in high school. I'm just I'm kidding. I had nothing. You got me lost on the popcorn stuff. That wasn't really my real nickname. I just like wanted to do something with Blockbuster and I figured I'd try to shoot from the hip. I was we like, this is our intro. We really need to work on these. Um, you I was know, like, did um, you just have a lot of DVDs? <laughs> like, did you have a movie collection? Yeah. And, and friends would come over and just rent them out for $9.99 a piece. And then I'd charge them late fees if they didn't return it. Oh, do you remember those days? I don't oh, remember goodness. how much it is to rent a movie. It can't Maybe be nine ninety nine. Oh, I think like for new movies, I think it, I I would believe that those prices were up there. God. And then you tack on the late fees. Uh Blockbuster. Well, this is manipulating the masses. That's another one in itself right there, mm -hmm. Blockbuster. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. Boom, doom. All right. Can I? Can I come up with yeah. an intro for you? Yeah, hit me with an intro. Let's let me. My name's Zach. Be kind and rewind. Oh, that's really good. You're like, Thank you. look at you coming in hot this Friday morning. Uh -huh. My goodness. Uh -huh. Maybe it's like the extra exhaustion. It just helps <laughs> level my thought patterns a little bit. Like I can actually think clearly instead of ADHD thoughts. Yeah. Firing. The filter's gone. Yeah, like the, that's where it is. You just like shoot and be kind, rewind. I I love it. I think that's great. I'm gonna like chop that part and then distort your voice so it sounds like my voice, and then it'll be like I came up with it, and I'll take credit for it. Yeah. So note to Zach in the editing process: do all of that. Um, but today, Caitlin, if you haven't caught on yet, we're we're talking about uh, the rise, the fall, the utter destruction, ah. and then the rise again question mark of movie theaters uh and at the end um we will build a new campaign to get people back in those seats to head to the movie theaters so you know our question to kick this off when was the last time you've been to a movie theater caitlin uh last movie i saw was batman with robert pattinson and zoe kravitz I remember that you live tweeted how much you hated it. And 
I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was your experience with Batman? That uh, that was so it wasn't that long ago. I love going to the movies. I really do. I think maybe yeah. it's because I don't know, I quit going to I don't know, you get to be like 25, 30 years old and you're like I'm kind of over the bar scene or whatever it is and mm. or I don't know, maybe it's just something once again to keep my mind away from reality yeah escapism yeah i think maybe i went to the movie theater pretty recently too to see not by my choice but the remake or the of top gun with uh you know like i not not my particular choice in movies but you know it it was it was good to be back in a movie theater are you saying that that you don't enjoy top gun yeah yeah, I am saying that. At me on Twitter, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm, it's just not my thing. Top Gun. It's like, Top Gun. So, like, yeah. Okay. Why, why is that surprising? Is it because I'm a guy and, like, I don't like big jets flying fast? Like, I don't. War? You don't like war, Zach? Oh, I think I've made it very clear. I love war. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm not interested in that stuff. Like, I don't know. I I think for me, okay, we'll we'll go on a quick tangent. Is for me these like action movies like follow such a structured plot line. Like we were both creative writing majors, right? Like we understand how to formulate a plot line. And it's just same with the superhero movies. Like, I just can't get into them because it is such a structured plot line, right? Like, there's little creativities in how they get there, but the rising action, yeah. the conflict, like, all of that is, you get it. is You've seen so it. structured, yeah. right? Like, I, I'm not worried that the anticipation when they have, like, the bad guy win for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they flip the plot line and the bad guy's, like, getting some victories. Like, that shit doesn't rile me up because I know for a fact it's going to flip back. There's going to be an epic battle, a falling conclusion, and they're going to end on a happy note with a little teaser of something bad happening in the next movie. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so structured to me. Mm. And I'm like, it loses my I think it just took me by surprise because I've never really heard anybody have feelings towards Top Gun. Like, Top Gun was just (laughs) a classic movie, and it's like, did you watch it or did you not watch it? There's no, like, did you like it or did you not like it? (laughs) It's like, did you participate in culture or did you not participate in culture? And you're saying I participated and I have feelings about it. And that I think that is what took me back. Not because you're a guy, (laughs) but because I was like, I think you're the first person I've ever heard had feelings about Top Gun. Well, you don't have feelings? No. Have you seen it? Have you participated in culture? I've participated in culture. Um, And 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 you have no feelings? It's just like, it is? It is what it is. is. It's just one of those movies you have to see in order to have conversations in life. (laughs) Yeah, uh, fair fair enough. Uh, Also, in Seattle... Uh, shout out Seattle. There's something in August or September. I forget when it is. It's called Seafair. And it's when uh, the jets fly over. Well, there's a ton of activities that go mm. on. But basically, like, Navy se- or seamen come into the city port. <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay, no, keep going. Keep going. 
<laughs> and uh, the the Blue Angels fly around the lake, and everyone, mm. it's just a massive party. Everyone gets on, on a boat, buoys up to their neighbors, and then they play the Top Gun soundtrack. And it is, like, wow. just a nice I don't pastime for me. It's like when you hear yeah. that song, you're like, we're ready to get lit. Danger zone, right? Yeah, like yeah, highway to highway the danger to the, zone. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They, yeah, that seems like it's something I would avoid. Uh, but it's it's fun. Bite your tongue. Uh, I just uh, you know, and then the other. Well, I do have a reference to highway to the danger zone. In high school, I campaigned for that to be our senior song, like the song that we walk out to at graduation. And I'm still salty to this day. I won. My campaign won. And then the, the like click of girls that were the presidents and the vice presidents like would not allow it. Like they they like I demanded a recount. I was such a dickhead about it, but I thought it was so funny. Like I demand I went to like the school administration and demanded a recount. Like I was like I was like and they recounted it and I I had won. But at that point, like they were so upset, like they were very angry with me. And I was like, whatever. Like, okay, I don't want, Trump. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Did they steal the vote from you? Okay. They, but they did. I proved that okay. they did. Like, I had definitive proof. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted Highway to the Danger Zone to be played as we're walking out after our graduation, which is, it's like, mm, like that's a beautiful it's song. So good. It's so good. That's amazing. Like the subtlety. Okay, so anyway. back to back to the movie theater. <laughs> Your last movie you saw was Top Gun. Very recent. Yes. Okay. Very recently, mm-hmm. yes. But um, before then, I mean, like even prior the pandemic, obviously two years, like not going, and then even prior to that, it had been a long time maybe like one time i think the the movie that i saw before then again not my choice was that 1917 movie mm. that like was shot in one shot like if i what that's the last one that i remember mm-hmm. that i went to the movie theaters for so it was a big gap and the one before that i don't even remember like it's so sporadic it's so like it, i think there was just a big lull for a long time of ticket prices and the data shows that um so uh, it's interesting to see where movie theaters are now, where they started. But let's I like to do the little history piece because it does give some context to the movie theaters. Um, the first ever movie theater. You want to take a stab at the year that it opened or the decade that it opened? Like 19. OK, OK, OK. That much. Um, well, the TVs were popping around the 50s. Mm hmm. So, um, do we, do I think that a movie theater opened prior to the TV? Yes, I do. So I think a drive through movie theater happened in the fifties. Mm, that's actually, I mean, you're spot on, but it goes way back before then. I mean, you were like, but you're spot on movie drive-ins in the fifties. We'll cover drive-ins. Um, the first theater movie op- or the movie theater opened in 1905 in pittsburgh pennsylvania um it was called uh, a nickelodeon at the time because of its 50 cent admission fee um and uh it opened its doors early 1900s 
Um, the movies at the time were like really short and they basically, the films just showed like everyday activities. It was like workers leaving a factory, a train entering a station, but the people went nuts. Like just seeing moving pictures was like heyday. So like the, these Nickelodeons like were hugely successful, uh, and they started popping up all around the country and most of the theaters at the time when they first opened was like a mix of like moving pictures and then live performances, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like they would just kind of integrate and it was like a cheap way to pass the time, fun night out, uh, things like that. And originally these movie theaters, you know, they, they, they will, okay, let me back up a second. Um, two years after the first Nickelodeon opened, they estimated about 2 million people had, had been to a Nickelodeon movie theater. By the 1930s, after they implement sound in movies, it would balloon to 90 million Americans a week Whoa. would go to the theater to go see these movies. So it just took off in that time, like adding in sound, writing scripts, Hollywood, mm. producing these movies all came and it just became an icon of american culture and originally like these theaters it was like a cheap way to pass the time right 50 cents you go see a movie but then these movie theaters started to want to appeal to a upscale clientele now caitlin how do you think that they did this thinking back in the movie theaters how do you think movie theaters changed their demographics to appeal to like a higher end client they put in velvet chairs that is one. Absolutely. They put yep. in a curtain around the screen and they started selling food and drink. Mm, yes, you are dead on. Look at you. All right. You are on I am the high end clientele. <laughs> so, you know, just things that I would personally want. <laughs> it's very That's easy fair. for me. That's fair. Um, yeah, they became, uh, you're right, that, that's exactly what they did. They became uh, called movie palaces. These, like, carved, intricate ceilings. You're right, like the curtain that pulled back. Uh, the velvet red carpet, which has become a staple of movies, was, like, something that they rolled out. Um, and it, it luxurious seats, right? And patrons would come in their best clothes top hats and mm. gowns and that's how you attended these like movie palaces now you're right as well they started selling food and drink in these movie theaters but the interesting note is popcorn was originally banned they uh they considered it too loud and too messy for these like high-end movie theaters that makes sense so movies and popcorn and it's kind of like peasant -like. popcorn was originally banned mm. You know, it's like popcorn yep, is just such like, a cheap like food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they have obviously eventually rolled it back, but it was definitely banned during that time. Um, and then in the 30s originally, uh, uh, this is when like these 30s sound comes in, the industry's booming. And as we know, this is when innovation starts to really, really take off. I mean, I compared it to like social media. As soon as everybody was joining Facebook, we had all these iterations and it's like massive, massive, high paced innovation in an industry that has high demand. Uh, so movies were in this vein. Uh, in the 30s, was uh, the drive-in movies were invented, which like changed the game for movie theaters, right? Like the drive-ins were the cheap, 
like way to go see a movie and then you had these movie palaces if you went to a movie theater it was like a high-end night and um drive-ins because they appealed to the masses became like we know them an american staple like a cultural icon in american and um that's where when you were leading me the dinner in a movie uh, that's where it became popular because drive-ins became a very popular date spot. You know, you would go to dinner and then you would drive into the movies and go hang out. Um, so the dinner in a movie kind of cliche really started with the drive-ins. Uh, and then it, through the 50s, that's where, I mean, there's one movie I think about that features drive-in movies. Are we on the same page? Like, do you, can you think of a movie that features a drive-in movie? Okay, uh, it's so weird because I can, but there's no name popping into my head. Like, I can picture a Grease. Yes, yes. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I was going to describe it to you, and I knew we were on the same page about it. Yeah, Grease, the drive in movie theaters in Grease. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, and that was set in the 50s, right? So, it just, it was a cultural icon. They had 5,000 drive ins all over the. Have you ever been to a drive in? No. You've never been to a drive-in theater? I've never even seen... I don't know... In, I don't know where a drive-in is. In every city oh. I've lived, I've never seen a drive-in theater. Yeah, maybe because, like, West Coast is a little newer, you know? Like, West Coast is... Yeah, like, Midwest, we still we still hang on to that... Uh, <laughs> that, that, that heyday of the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's like... Do you still hate the British, it's, too? <laughs> Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I just yell at the TV watching Love Island. I'm like, I hate the British, <laughs> just the British in general. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So I've been to multiple drive-ins. It's like a popular thing here too. And they are a lot of fun. I mean, they legitimately, it's fun to just like hang out in your car. You bring your own snack. I mean, everybody brings their own snacks, but like you just like hang out and you put the little microphone in your window. So That's you what I was going to ask. I feel like in my mind, everyone had convertibles in Greece. So <laughs> yeah. listening to the movie wasn't a big deal, but uh, I don't know how you <laughs> would do it in a modern day Toyota 4Runner. Yeah, so you uh, you pull in and they eat. There's like parking spots with like a little pole next to you, and then you have like a detachable microphone, and it hangs on your window, so it actually like the sound projects. Huh. Yeah, yeah so I have like, never. How many times have you been to a drive-in movie theater? Well, I, when I went where I went to college in Valparaiso, Indiana, there was like you know one of the largest drive-in theaters like the town over in india huh so like i would go there pretty often it was super cheap you'd get you'd pay like 10 bucks and you'd get two movies like two newer movies um and it's like a long-term thing so it's not just buying one movie like they'll play the first one there's an intermission and then they'll play the next one so it's a nice time yeah like, it legitimately is um yeah they need them on the west coast i think they'll come back they're actually with covid there was a boom in driving theaters again yeah i could see which that which makes sense yeah. right um it's a good time. I can't, I can't, I shit on a lot of things in this podcast. I'm not going to shit on drive-in theaters, you know? Um, anyway, so the, the 50s uh, drive-in theaters were, were a big thing. Um, what do you think the next innovation was in movie theaters? So we have drive-ins. And let me give you, we're in the 50s, the 60s. A new innovation comes along in the movie theater industry. What's left? What the is? big screen? I mean, but they no, all—they've always screens. had big screens. Yeah, they've always IMAX? had big screens. IMAX, or is that Ooh. way in the future? 
No, that's it's close. It's close. Um, the next innovation that was actually you are on fire Thank today. You. That's a really good guess. Um, the um, the next innovation was multiplex movie theaters, movie theaters that had more than one screen in them. So then uh, more patrons can go. Gotcha. You can play different movies at the same time. Gotcha. That was kind of the next iteration, and people just kept going and they kept going. And the first one of these multiplexes, shout out uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, was placed uh, in Kansas City, but I wanted to ask you a question because the play where it was originally placed was in a shopping mall, and we've had a recent podcast where we've gone over like the marketing of shopping malls and the ideas behind shopping malls. Like, do you think a movie theater? We didn't really talk about movie theaters in that one. Like, do you think that's a? Do you think a movie theater stays true to the original idea for a shopping mall? Yes. Because the shop, the original concept of a shopping mall was like a utopia of things. Mm -hmm. Although I will say it was kind of like, um, there's, I always go back to this idea of like bird fountains in the middle of this mall. Like the (laughs) original concept was kind of nature and civilization merging together. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was the, the outlier is, or not the outlier, but you know, the bigger concept is to get people out of suburbia and a place to hang out with people and see other people and so a movie theater is spot on yep fits right in yep i completely agree like building that community like that was the original ideas of a mall like a central place that but i do think like i've been thinking a lot about this i do think like the kind of boom of these small town like downtown areas is is taking the place of the original idea of a shopping mall but I digress. Mm. We've 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 gone on a lot of tangents this one, like movies do. Um, okay, so you you already nailed this one. I was going to ask you what ha, what the uh, next innovation in movie theaters was in the seventies. Um, it was the IMAX 3D movies. I'm going to post a picture that I found of like the original showing in Toronto because it's kind of hilarious. Like the original 3D glasses. I mean, honestly, like stylish, like I think fashion has come back around. They're like big, like, you know, like got that white band around it. They're amazing. I think I could I think I could rock one. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, these IMAX 3D movies were integral in the 80s and 90s. And then movie theaters developed into megaplexes with like 20 plus screens, like these huge establishments. Um, and not in the 90s, like through the 90s, movie theater ticket sales just continued to grow. It was constant growth from the, the 1905 for a century, like constantly growing in movie theater attendance because of all these innovations. Um, and in the 90s, it really hit the a boom. So like, what are you thinking back to the 90s? We're 90s kids. What uh, what do you remember about the movies, and why why do you think it did so well in the nineties? I well, first of all, the internet was not a thing. Social media was <laughs> not a thing. So I think yeah. that by and large is why it did so well. Uh, that is honestly my favorite. Like I remember going to the movies every single time I visited my grandma. Like that would be mm-hmm. something I we did together. Um, it was just something to do. Mm-hmm. entertainment mm-hmm. and it was cheap entertainment i mean quasi cheap in the 90s like i don't know five bucks a, a head and then you yeah it was an it was a whole outing i agree and i think that changed in the 2000s and we'll touch on that price point too but i also credit it to i mean they call it like the disney renaissance 
right? Like we we were kids, like all of those Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, you know, like all of those movies, Little Mermaid, like they're all coming out. Mm, um, a lot of cartoons around that time. Yeah, a lot of those, and then like big blockbusters like Titanic. Like that's I think in the nineties is when we started getting like huge mm. budgets, realistic um, storylines. Like it it was eighties was like fun have a good time 90s was like dramas and kids movies Mm. and everything um and i think as we all know the tooth almost like to to the day of 2000 like the when the 2000s hit the new millennium y2k we started seeing ticket sales start to dip pretty significantly um and what do you think i mean there's a ton of theories i did a lot of like looking around of like what really caused that and there are a wide range and i think there's a wide range of of reasons that ticket sales started going down what do you think was like the biggest contributor to the kind of decline of people going to the movies in the 2000s can i just go back to my internet example like yeah i'm thinking where i was in 2000 and i think i was eighth grade i think i was a freshman at 2004 so i must have been actually very young i was like fifth grade yeah yeah. um 2000 seems early to me to start seeing ticket declines like i would have thought that happened maybe 2010 so i don't know the the reasoning yeah i think um there's so you're right with the internet now the movie theaters the studios contribute this to the quote-unquote widespread use of piracy like people like pirating movies down i mean like yeah like yeah that may give you like a couple thousand tickets like i don't know many people that are like spending their time pirating movies (laughs) like willing to get a million viruses on their computers to watch fucking pirates of the caribbean wait though i don't i specifically have memories of watching pirated videos like this was you do too yeah definitely this was even before computers like people would go in there with a camcorder and then Mm -hmm. pass off a vhs Mm -hmm. and i remember Mm -hmm. that because you don't have to well in 2000 i obviously had zero dollars like i was not earning a living in 2000 (laughs) your 401k wasn't ticking along like we talked about last time like you didn't have a (laughs) but uh but it was the cheap alternative to these kids who grew up in the 90s watching movie theaters then all of a sudden we're a little bit older and we're like okay well now i just want to watch a movie with my friend but i can't afford it because i have zero dollars i don't know i think piracy is a thing i know you rolled your eyes but well here's what i think is that i think it contributed but like if it is a pie chart it's like a (laughs) a thin sliver you know like i think the the biggest thing is uh home rentals like blockbuster was coming into its day and on top of that like home entertainment systems like skyrocketed like the Mm. comfy couches the nice like they became affordable to have like a mini movie theater in your home yeah like it wasn't unreasonable to just have like you know um big screens in your home 
big screens, comfy couches. You're at home. You can do a VHS or uh, DVDs might have been like right on the precipice, like put in a DVD and just have like a night at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the I, I think like in the 90s, they relied on the content movie theaters a lot and they didn't really innovate the experience. Right. It wasn't like the experience of like the, the stiff leather, or, like the stiff seats and the sticky floors and the, you know, just popcorn and soda and candy being offered like that experience didn't change. And then the home experience got better. Mm. Right. Like that's what I would consider it to be. Like people were more inclined to be like, yeah, we'll spend 10 bucks on a DVD and then buy our own yeah. popcorn and yeah. just hang out at home. Yeah. I think that's a bigger contributor. I, yeah. Right? That's a great point. I like that. I, I'm bummed that I didn't come up with that myself. It seems so <laughs> obvious. Like, yes. It became the cheaper alternative, but maybe the cozier alternative. Yes. I even remember in the, you know, when I used to go to the theater with my grandma, we used to sneak in like our own sodas because we were yeah. not buying their $5 Pepsis. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah, had to like slowly crack them open. So nobody heard you <laughs> sneaking in like paraphernalia. So, like so- yeah, like somebody's gonna hear it, and be like, "Yo, they brought they brought in, in their own." Pepsi. Like, I, I think everybody's on the same team. When you're in a theater yeah. with someone, like you are on, you are like the anti-pay yeah. for shit yes. team. You know, like I think we're we're all doing that. Um, I'm with you, but like I think that that contributed a lot to the decline of the attendance. But the interesting point when I was looking at the movie theater, uh, I think another contributor to, in, to the decline is like when I was looking at. Ticket sales are declining, but box office revenue is going up and climbing, climbing, climbing all the way through 2019, right? Like it is climbing. Why do you think that happened? Because like ticket sales are kind of on the steady decline. Box office revenue is on a steady incline. What's talk to me about box office revenue. Where does that come from? movie theaters like how movie theaters how did that happen cuz people buy tickets okay like when you when you pay for tickets that's box office revenue and is like that when the they, only w- way to get box office revenue is through ticket sales yeah so how it's does that make office. sense I, 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 I know that's how my it makes answer sense. that's my answer yeah, it like, makes no sense the math doesn't math doesn't math so I think the movie theater industry, well, I, they shot themselves in the foot because we talked about the experience didn't change, right? Like the experience was the same as it was in the 80s, but ticket prices were going up and up and up while attendance was declining. So no longer was it a $5 a head to go see a movie. It turned into $15 a head to go see a movie because they released like these Marvel movies yeah. and like superhero movies and so and Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So like they would get these like big franchise movies that people would be willing to pay fifteen dollars a head, but it's just a steady decline. So their experience didn't change, but their ticket prices went up. And I think they shot themselves in the foot because people were like, Why am I paying fifteen bucks for a sticky floor and some cold popcorn? But clearly they soda. were making more revenue. Yeah, because I think this was, I think the two, well, the 2000s was like 
when the franchises came out in my opinion like something that you saw the first movie you're gonna go see the sequel because like that was the only place to see it and you were so excited for the sequel that you're willing to pay 15 bucks like i remember waiting in line at midnight for the harry potter yeah, movies yeah you know like that was I a would thing put, yeah, you'd pay probably 30 bucks for that midnight ticket, but you're willing to go see it because franchise movies, like you wanted to see the next iteration of whatever kind of movie that you were into. Die Hard or fucking superhero stuff, whatever. I mean, Star Wars um, comes to mind, like people. Star Wars, yeah. Well, yeah, yep, exactly. So like people were willing to get in there, go go pay the 30 bucks. But I that's why I think we saw this steady decline in people mm. is like less and less people are like, Oh yeah, I don't want to pay all that money for this experience. Once again, it became right? an elite thing. It did. It did. It became the it movie like, theater palace. Yes, but they didn't turn it into a palace, right? It's like, I think of all the movie theaters I went to and they were just kind of like, eh, it, they yeah. had some seats in rows and a projector yeah. and like some popcorn, you know, like it, it wasn't, much but that leads me to my point is like i think in the 2010s they started to realize this was going to be a problem and that's when they started upgrading the experience mm -hmm. right like of movie theaters like now i the one that i just went to recently it's got like reclined mm -hmm. heated seats mm -hmm. they they have a bar like i went to one in portland shout out living room theater in portland if you're in the area go it's amazing but they have like the same thing but like they literally have servers for your movie seat like you can mark a little thing of like i want a burger i want the the chips and guac and I want a beer and you hand it to yep. the server and they bring it right to your seat, like a full meal, yep. right? Like I, I think they've upgraded the experience and so they're able to keep the prices where they are. My, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they've kept the price. I think they've raised the prices even more now even that more. they offer, offer lazy boy chairs. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. used to be uh, kind of these uh, outlier theaters where you're like, you talked about living room theater in mm -hmm. Portland. Like that's not a name brand theater. It used to be just these like kind of niche theaters that were offering that experience. But now AMC and like all yep. of these big theaters are all have like very cozy chairs. You have tons of leg room. Like the mm -hmm. experience is so different across the board. Yeah, because they have to compete with home entertainment systems, yeah. right? I think they, they saw their competition, right? And the biggest competition now is streaming services oh yeah right like oh, yeah. how do you compete right like these these mo these streaming services are releasing blockbusters on their own yeah right like how do you compete with it, that it's funny because i rem I, like the the switch in movie theater experiences happened so recently like this is not in the past 10 years, I feel like this happened in the past five years mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's two years of COVID too. So it's like, yep. it happened three years ago, essentially, because COVID doesn't, you know, we don't track that time. <laughs> but, um, I remember when I first moved to Seattle, which was, uh, 2012 and yeah. I had this boyfriend and, uh, <laughs> movie theaters were still have, had not been upgraded and he grew up in kind of like this dodgy place and Seattle is like kind of South. And he yeah. checked the seats for drug needles. 
And he was like, you always have to check the seats before you sit down so you don't get stabbed by a drug needle. And that was in 2012. Like, that was the movie theater experience in Seattle. Yep. Granted, like, yep. he probably exaggerated, the, you know, he, whatever. I, but yeah. that was that was in 2012. And then there was these outlier theaters that were like, oh, my God, this theater up in Northgate offers wine and beer. That is so crazy. And now we're mm-hmm. at a time when every theater is now offering alcoholic beverages and, and this full meal and lazy boy yep. chairs and everything. So yep. it, it's definitely evolved. And it's cra- yeah. It's just crazy for me to like look back on the last. It happened so quickly. I know. That's why I thought this would be an interesting topic because it is like where that's why I like preface this as well. Like the rise again, question mark, like because it is currently happening. We can't really analyze it because it's like in the midst of this experience revolution. But the battlefront for movie theaters, uh, if we're thinking about it from a marketing end, is the content now. Mm. Like how you like the, they've done well with the experience. They've they battled the home entertainment systems. Yeah. But the content. But is let me where... even ask you: the experience is awesome, but it truly is thirty dollars a head for just entry. So yeah. it doesn't become like back in the day. I told you every weekend I would go to visit my grandma, and we would go to the theater. But we could not afford that now, or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So now we go to the theater like so sporadically. Because there's just better avenues to spend your $30 for two hours. Yep. So yep. I love the experience of going to the theater. I think it's still really, it's a good night out. It's a good experience, but it's expensive. Yeah. I think you, you nailed it when you were like, it's kind of come full circle to yeah. now the, uh, going to a theater is the upper clientele it like is. you are having a night out yeah like you don't really do much else you go to the movies and you go home right it's not like you're gonna go to the movies and go out and like do all this stuff like yeah it, it's it's an event right i think what comes to mind is like you brought up the super mall or the mall and what was a good thing they tried to make a better thing they tried to make a bigger thing. Like we yep. as Americans cannot just let a good thing be good. Like we have to keep making money on it. So the mall became the super mall, which became yeah. the super, super mall, which is just like, now nobody goes to the mall. <laughs> so it's just like, that's kind of the same with theaters. It's like what started yeah. off as a very intimate night out and, and a good escape from reality turned into like a, a what do you call a multiplex, which turned yep. into a multi multiplex, and it's just and like a megaplex, and a megaplex, is... and it's just like mm-hmm. stop it, just stop mm-hmm. it. So I think mm-hmm. where I you didn't ask me this question, but I'm going to answer it. Um, <laughs> I think the the trajectory of a movie theater, I think they should know their place, like mm. they can't compete, and that's okay. Don't compete with Netflix. Mm. Don't compete with a night in because a night mm. in is much more desirable to people now than a night well, out. Well, 
let oh, me. Oh, you got hit some stats some for numbers. me? Yeah, let me hit you with some numbers because I was under the exact same assumption as you, and I think it's maybe because you and I are, are a little bit homebodies. We like to go out, but we're always like, when I'm done with work, I don't want to spend it around other people. Yeah, no. Like I think we're of the same mentality, but I th think the numbers tell a little bit of a different story. So, I mean, the pandemic we we mentioned it obviously like decimated the industry, right? Like movie theaters have closed all across the country, right? And that it's really an industry that made in 2019 12 billion dollars in box office revenue. 12 billion dropped in a year to 2 billion. Wow. So they lost 10 billion dollars in a year. Wow. Yeah. So that just decimated the industry, right? Um, and then in 2020 or in 2021, uh, they only grew to 4 billion. So they had growth, but they're still at 4 billion. You're still missing $7 billion that you had made two years before. Now, 2022 thus far tells a little bit of a different story. We're halfway through the, the year and they've already clocked $8 billion in box office revenue. Whoa. And on that trend line, they're gonna far surpass their highest one in 2019, which was 12 billion. So they are in, they are poised for a rapid comeback. And that's not including like holiday time. Like there's still a few summer blockbusters that are getting released. Holidays are a big time for the movie theaters too. Like they're poised to have a very, very good year. I just want to pause too. And I don't have to explain a billion dollars to listeners. <laughs> I don't have to explain a billion dollars to you, but I just want that to soak in. A billion dollars yeah. is not a million dollars. It is, no. it takes a lot to get to a billion dollars. So yeah, a hundred million. Yeah, a hundred, like 900 million. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean a hundred, hundred million. Okay, you're right. Yep, a hundred, hundred million. I tried to do that in a creative way. I just give me my spreadsheets, Caitlin. Usually, all right? don't let me explain it. I, I'm not the numbers person, so I'm just gonna go ahead and pat myself on the back for doing that yep, math. Take for your us. victory. Take take your victory while we're talking, and then I cut it out in the <laughs> podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but yeah, I'd like a billion is no small feat. It's insane. Yep. And they've already made eight this year. Like it's it's poised to do better than it was previously. So my thinking is, I wonder if I don't know the gods of Hollywood. Let's call it big Hollywood because we we cover big pharma, <laughs> we covered big alcohol, like big Hollywood. I wonder if big Hollywood is taking back some of the ownership and not allowing Netflix or Amazon Prime to release movies and granted i know netflix has their own production studio i know amazon has yeah. their no, new uh, production studio but it, it's not it, it is, is compared i mean i was gonna say like it's like universal studios is still universal studios like you're still mm -hmm. gonna get the james cameron's and the michael bay's and like those are the movies that they produce and i wonder if they're just kind of like gatekeeping that a little bit and saying no you can't put this out on your streaming i don't know my yeah 
I I think like my th- I agree with you like they are, but I just think that the studios like Universal are leaning into they they want to do the Netflix model like Stranger Things broke Netflix yes it because did. it's like a storyline people are invested in yeah. and they're taking that content model and only releasing things that are sequels or part of a a Marvel universe like they they want people are invested in a larger story gotcha. so they'll pay money to go to the thing I think that's what they're doing with content I don't think these these studios are releasing a lot of like one-offs gotcha you know so like no even, de- yeah. the death of the rom-com is upon us folks i believe so reese witherspoon let's, you're let's out of hope business and pray. oh let's hope and pray come on like, let's... we love a good no reese come on reese, reese did like big little lies reese has got range so uh yeah i think like that's the big thing you're they're, right they're, though like, like they put all their money quite literally all their eggs in the marvel basket or the the big 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 production movies and let the smaller production movies go to amazon prime netflix and i think that's all they can do I mean, that's my thing is like also Netflix doesn't release their numbers typically. So we have no way to compare like how often, you know, like how they compete. They've done it one time. And that was with uh, Bird's Nest, that mm. that movie yeah. with Sandra Bullock in the blindfold. And they released the like first weekend numbers of people who watched that. And it, if it would have been in the box office, it would have been like the ninth best movie release of all time like up there with like star wars and avatar and like titan like it would have been like a blockbuster right and it was like bird's nest like nobody remembers that stuff anymore yeah but it's like netflix doesn't release their numbers but like if they were playing the same game i don't think there's a competition like i don't think there's a competition netflix and amazon prime are just dominating apple tv like there's no competition but Based off of the viewership, if that had gone out in box office, box uh, movie, what? Yeah. Can you fill in the blank? This is bad lips. Yep. I will, I will cut it up so it says uh, box office for you. If this was a box office movie the and the viewership numbers were the same, they would have made so much more money because they're charging per head versus Netflix is 10 bucks. Yeah. But it's also like it, it's a gamble, like putting in because what you do with movies like Universal Studios is you pay money up front. You're saying I'm giving you a budget for sixty million dollars, expecting we're gonna make a hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah. Netflix is just like pay ten bucks a month from basically everybody, like pay ten yeah. bucks a month, and we'll just give you movies. Yeah. You know, like it's just a different model. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I was just gonna. Th- I was just thinking about. Uh, what's it called? Bird's eye? Bird's nest. Bird's nest or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason that had legs was because it became a meme. It became a cultural staple that everyone had to talk about. Very similar to Squid Games. Yep. Where it was like, you had to see this just to see it. And I did, finally, but it wasn't like... And I feel like it would have been a different conversation had it been in box office because... 
Um, I'm just kind of thinking out loud for a second, but like the box office, you see so many commercials for it and you, they really Mm. tried to build up hype around it, but Mm. Netflix just kind of puts it out. Surprise. Here's a new, uh, here's a new movie with Sandra Bullock and then lets the internet take over. Mm -hmm. They go Beyonce style where they just drop stuff and uh, like let everybody else talk about it. Let everybody else talk. I'm with you. But I do, to counter that though, is I do feel like box office, like you saw the the trends of like teenagers going to the movie, like uh, the Minions movie and just like going like super dressed up and like doing all this stuff. And that was like a TikTok trend. And that movie did pretty well, like for, you know, performance. So I think that's just kind of a part of modern culture of movies is they got to tap into the zeitgeist, Mm -hmm. right? Like you got to like become more than just a movie. Like it's a thing to like watch the movie or or do the movie or have conversation, take part in the conversation about the movie. That's where the real success is. Yeah. Um, okay, well, l- let's do our little marketing uh, uh, challenge here. So uh, we've just decided to open a movie theater, you and I, M&P, Mega Movies and More is the name that I came up with. <laughs> I love alliteration. Um, how do we make this theater a profitable venture? So A, let's start with what are the, what are the biggest benefits still to going to a movie theater? We kind of touched on a few, but if we were in a marketing meeting after opening our Mega Movie Theater and More... Uh, what would we say are the things that we want to lean into? What's the benefit in our marketing that we really want to highlight to going into a movie theater? Uh, Escapism is Mm. something I would lean into, but it's not enough to just escape through a movie now. So mm, what do you mean by that? It's not enough because you can do that on your couch. And, so in order to pay $30 a head, like all these theaters are doing, they're offering alcohol and they're offering dinners. Okay, fine. Uh, but for our theater, I would add an extra element of wellness. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'm thinking like you called it mega theaters and more. So I'm wondering like, what's <laughs> yeah. the more? I don't this. know, just branding, just branding at this point. It's just we an have open M word. space. Yeah, we have open space on the uh, East Terrarium that we might use for terrarium. something. Terrarium, you know, we love a good terrarium. Succulents yep, everywhere, yep. Succulents waterfalls, everywhere. co-working mm-hmm. space. <laughs> there you go, slash movie theater. That That's not bad. That's escapism at its best. Get the log off and be like, I got to go do something. Yes. You know, okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm with you. I think, okay, so when I was thinking about this, I think there is an element of a benefit here as well. Uh, something that I think we should explore is is this idea of the self turning off your cell phones or silencing your cell phones during a movie. Like you talk about the escapism, and I think there is an element of we always have our cell phones with us, we have them done, and like the movie theater is a place where you are required, I mean with an asterisk, to turn it off. Right. Like to not be on your cell phone. You're not watching at home half on TikTok, half watching a movie. You are really embracing yourself and like immersing yourself in this movie experience. Right. Like, yeah, I think there's an element there. I think so, too. It's kind of like, well, yeah, it's kind of like rebranding the messaging. It's like it's no longer entertainment. It's a place to disconnect. Yes. Come disconnect yes. with us. And it kind of like 
plays into that nostalgic feeling of like times before cell phones and movie theaters were popular, right? Like, and it. And you know what it, else too? Like, how depressing is it walking out of the movie theater? You're just like, oh, that's over. And now I have to yeah. go back. I have to go home. Like, I. Now there's reality. What like, if yeah. we had like a hang? Like literally, not. I mean, I joked about co-working space, but like literally, just a place and be like grab come meditate with us you know yeah, or like, uh, you are not maybe nothing active but like have couches have coffee have drinks like this is the place like you can chill after the movie we're not going to be sweeping up the popcorn telling you to get the fuck out we're going to mm-hmm. be allowing you to chill here with your friends and kind of maybe kygo love a good tropical house <laughs> you know kygo's playing in the background while you're drinking mocha lattes or drinking your yeah. mojito wow this is your movie theater isn't it like with mojitos <laughs> and matcha lattes and cargo like this is, this is a, you're just building your own utopia it could work you I'm did put it. mcmillan like, in the movie theater name so. i also put phillips in there lest, lest we forget so no, just so one half has matcha lattes the other half has what Jack Daniels sports bar <laughs> yeah. yeah Jack Daniels and sports Wings, like Say, yeah me. there you go <laughs> It's a it's a half strip club, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just like you go with your go with your dinner and a movie date, and then go your opposite ways right after. You guys get to hang out. We. I mean, it's it. not like, a bad like, idea. Like, how are you feeling after bad. the movies? Do you want to get hype or do you want to like disconnect a little bit more? We have both options for you. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a crying, like a sad room with like sad music. If you want to cry, like we match our different areas, like to like how you're feeling after movie because i gotta tell you like when i went to see the original joker like the the new one not the, with the Heath original Ledger. they're coming out with no 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 the, oh uh, the one joaquin, with joaquin yeah like i came out of there like angry like i yelled at someone in the street i'm not a yeller like i just was like angry i needed to like let it out so there is something to it you know there's it's there interesting is to it. you went with cry room so in zach's utopia there is cry rooms there's just a place to be sad together, you know, normalize being crying after normalize a movie sadness. and let it, yes, yes, which, uh, yeah, normalize crying after a movie, which is, goes back to my Top Gun. I went with my girlfriend and she was crying at Top Gun and I was like, what is this life? Like, what are you doing? Not to put her on blast. Is but... it sad? No. <laughs> was she just overly happy? No, she was she was sad. She was there was sad. like a t- there was like a heartfelt moment, oh, you know. And I'm like, with her. Like, I'm with her. I yeah, cry okay. at everything. <laughs> like everything makes me emotional. I'm gonna cry at Top Gun. I haven't seen it yet, but You're now that cry? I know okay. another female has cried, I'm like <laughs> prepping myself. You never like to see. I don't know. What did they like go their separate ways? Were they like, hey, great journey, great jet fighting? And then they're like, we're done being friends now. And then they like walked away. That would tear me up inside. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was probably something like that. I was so deep 
disinterested in the movie at that point. I was like, I, I like, I let me just drink my beer and hang out. But okay, so back to our mega utopia, like movie theater. Yes, I think the benefit is we can obviously add things like a stay there afterwards, yes. like things yes. that can like engage you afterwards. But I do think there is some legs to like disconnect. It's almost like that that old school fast food like advertisement of like a nice clean place to take the family for a quick meal and you sit down and it's the same with the movie theater you can take your family there and all disconnect and you still don't have to talk to them Mm. but you can just disconnect Mm -hmm. you know like i think there's an element there Mm -hmm. um on the flip side what are the biggest obstacles to getting people i think we've talked about many of them streaming services content like the price point price point for sure Mm -hmm. space to do this Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i think movie theaters are kind of an undesirable well i don't know no i shouldn't say that i was gonna go down the route like movie theaters are typically located in a mall which is typically located like outside of the city which Mm -hmm. is typically not that desirable Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are people going to want to spend their night out, like going to the theater, having a drink afterwards, going to Zach's strip club, like <laughs> when it's kind of outside of the city and there's nothing around it. So maybe we have yeah. to build its own little, you yeah, have to have like, a, I... pl- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And you just think about like the old school theaters, like, you know, I think of Chicago theater and like the old theaters is they're located right downtown, right? Like there was, there was an element of placement in the old ones that was like, you could go there and then you could go out into the city yeah. and, like, you're walking distance, right? Like, but we can't go that. with that route because there's no space to build yeah. outward. Like there's a little block to build one theater, Yeah, but we need... Yeah. A couple of stories. We need mm-hmm. um, parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We need it to be accessible. Um, I don't know. I kind of lost steam on that. What do you see as obstacles? I, I think we've. I think I agree with you 100. percent And I just think like the overall like we've talked about most of them. The price point, the experience, the the being with people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um we gotta we still competing with you it's easier to stay at home with the family you don't gotta put the kids in the car you don't have to worry about them like being loud in the theater like you know which it's, it's, it just dawned on me maybe we stop competing with streaming services like that's no longer in our industry we have to start competing with a night out yeah. So if you yeah. are committing yeah. to going out, getting dressed up, going hanging out with your friends, choose our venue versus a downtown bar. Okay. I love it. I think that's a great call. Um, so in that vein, I love ending these on a tagline. So what's our, what's our M&P mega movies and more? We're going out competing with a night out. What's, what's the tagline? What's the tagline for M&P mega movies and more? Um, playing into disconnect or immerse yourself in a new reality. Oh, experience a new reality. Oh, is it a new one or is it nostalgic though? No, I don't. I think we get, I think people try nostalgia and it doesn't, it doesn't work. You you don't think it works. Well, it works in a lot of scenarios, but the movie theater thing, it's like, it's not nostalgic enough. Like, 
they're still yeah. driving movie theaters, like you said. I, I think we, I think we recreated new industry. Mm. It's the night. Mm-hmm. It's we're competing with nights out now. So, yeah, experience yeah. a new night out. Experience a new. Uh, it has to be new. Yeah, I don't know about experience though. I like like immersing yourself, yeah. right? Like like I think that's the the angle is like really if this is what if this is our system of like keeping them there and it's a night out and you can stay right in one place and see a movie and go do these things, then it's like immersive. It's like a, an experience that people are craving, like um, like disconnect, like unplug and immerse yourself. You know, like uh, or reconnect i don't know like disconnect to reconnect oh there it is disconnect to reconnect oh there it is caitlin god damn you're good at this shit yeah but it took us a while to get there i couldn't have gotten there on my own i know it's a team effort it always is but disconnect to reconnect reconnect. yes visit mp mega movies and more love it that was great um any final thoughts Mm -mm. any um if you like this be sure to listen to our previous podcast where we go over some other marketing and some historical stuff um it, it, please follow our facebook group uh, manipulating the masses facebook uh ask us questions we'll be posting some uh interesting stuff that i found that i wasn't able to include in here in the research on movie theaters and uh be sure to follow us on our social channels mcmillanphillips.agency uh on instagram and twitter uh and that's all she wrote disconnect to reconnect baby bye